This is the Practical Homeopathy Podcast, episode number 105. Joe at Calabrese here, folks. I'm happy that you've joined me for my podcast today. You're in for a treat. From my virtual classroom, I'm privileged to see how homeopathy is transforming lives all over the globe. Their successes inspire me. They're glorious and powerful, and I can't keep their triumphs a secret. I want you to hear the excitement my students experience too, so you can be inspired by the unique stories. So with the help from Kate, my reporter, I bring you a podcast series I call Moms with Moxie. Sometimes we even interview dads with audacity or teens with tenacity. See how regular mothers and others, average folks who love healing those around them have gone from freaking to fabulous by simply applying what they've learned using what I call practical homeopathy. Welcome back to the Practical Homeopathy Podcast and another great Mom with Moxie episode. It's about to get personal and real on this episode of the podcast. I think it's safe to say that our guest on today's podcast has had times of heartbreak, which have taught her more about homeopathy and inspired her beyond what she could have ever imagined when she first learned about homeopathy. With a super interesting background and now a life-changing passion for homeopathy, she is excited to share her successes and challenges with us and anyone who will listen. I'm thrilled that she's willing to share her story with us today. So I want to welcome you to the podcast, Erica. Thank you. I feel so honored to be here. Thank you. Let's start out by getting to know you a little bit, Erica. Tell us a little bit about yourself and your family. Sure. Um, I've been married to my husband for just about nine years. We are blessed with two children, a three-year-old girl and a two-year-old boy. And we also have an eight-year-old Schnauzer mix, who is actually our first baby. Uh, graduated with a degree in mechanical engineering from college, also where I met my husband. And um, during college, I started interning at NASA, and I went from college to NASA and became a flight controller for the International Space Station. After I got married to my husband, um, I left NASA and joined my husband's company, which is an oil and gas company, so we could travel the world together. And uh, we lived in both South Korea for a bit and Japan. And now I'm working in the digital transformation group and managing the development of a software platform that has the potential to change the way that our project teams work in the future. I have so many questions for you, Erica. (laughs) I'm going to start with, how did you come to join the NASA team? Did you just wake up one day and decide, I want to work for NASA? How did that happen? I'm so curious. It really was a lifelong dream because... I have always been interested in space, and I did high school reports on NASA. When given the opportunity, I would always pick a space topic. And when I was in college, um, it was in my sophomore year, I went to the career fair at school, and I decided, why not talk to the, the NASA booth? And so they called me back for an interview, and then afterwards, I got a call saying, would you like to come intern at NASA down in Houston? And I said, yes. So that's how it started. That's pretty exciting. Yeah. And um, just such a fun place to work. Just a dream job. Yeah. So another question that I had that came to mind was with your engineering background, were there any obstacles that you had to overcome to really start to study and use homeopathy? 
The fact that homeopathy is science-based really resonated with me. And once I learned about homeopathy and realized what it could do, it's been so wonderful. And there is no barriers at all. The funny thing is that I never heard about homeopathy until the last couple years when one of my church friends introduced me to it. And since then, I just can't get enough. I think that's important for people to understand because I hear the word energy being thrown around a lot. And while we know that everything is created with energy, to me, it makes it sound a little more, I don't know, new agey. And I like the fact that you said it is science-based. That's what I see too, because everything that is created is science-based, right? The world. So you mentioned a friend introduced you to homeopathy. Were you doing anything natural for your family before homeopathy as far as medicine or foods? I just want to hear a little bit more about that introduction to homeopathy, if you don't mind. Sure. I have always been interested in um, natural ways to help the body. So one of my passions as well is nutrition and feeding my family from natural, simple foods. That started back when I was a teenager. And so I'd be reading recipes and cooking and all that. But I also had some health issues as I got into my 20s and into my 30s where I was trying other methods because I'm very sensitive to medication that when I take medication, there would be something else that would come up from the medication. So I really tried to avoid as much medication as possible. And so I was trying other things and I tried nutrition-based healing. I tried acupuncture. I've tried other methods, but nothing has worked so impactfully as homeopathy. So how did you come to learn about Joette? I think this is an interesting thing, Kate. This church friend actually introduced me to homeopathy well in advance of my first experience with homeopathy because she was talking about it in our church group. And I said, oh, I was interested in, in homeopathy. And she's like, oh, do you have a kit? And I was like, I don't know what a kit is. <laughs> so I Googled the kit and there was all these different sort of tubes with these really difficult Latin names. I was like, oh my gosh, this is way too complicated for me. So I kind of just closed it up, set aside and um, continued to move on with my life. And it wasn't until my son got sick. It was honestly a couple months later, he was having some reoccurring ear infections. We were going back to the pediatrician and we were getting different antibiotics to try to take care of it. We actually went into ear, nose and throat specialist and he was about to get tubes if this next round of antibiotics didn't work. And she sent me a link to Joette's website saying, you know, I think you should look into this. This might be something that could help him out. And so I took that time to go ahead and do some research and my mind was blown. I was like, where, where did this come from? And how have I not heard of this before? Because it was so science-based and I ended up giving my son, he first sold 30 C and I gave him about two doses a day for about five days. Uh, the ear infection was gone and it hasn't come back and it's been over a year. So to me, that was just a fascinating introduction to homeopathy. So after that, ear infection and your success with that, you started studying more about homeopathy at that point or what, what happened next? What happened next is I started honestly binging on Joe's <laughs> podcasts. I think I listened to every one of them within a couple months. I just couldn't get enough. So I was using those podcasts and using the free material on the blog, trying to get educated on what this is. And then I decided that I wanted to start taking care of some of my own issues because I was dealing with several chronic issues at the time. And I thought a lot of them were gut related and they are. So I ended up taking good gut, bad gut course. 
which is so jam-packed of material. And at the same time, I started contacting Joette's office to start consulting with her. So do you mind sharing with us, how are those issues going for you or what progress are you making? Absolutely. So one of the things that I was um, dealing with is that after my daughter was born, I ended up getting some pretty severe postpartum depression. And it came with insomnia, which I was not expecting. After you have a child, you're expecting, yeah, you're not sleeping because the baby's not sleeping, but not that the baby's sleeping and you can't sleep. And so that was really challenging time for myself and my husband and my family. And uh, I tried conventional medicine and I tried acupuncture and it gave me some results, but not what I was looking for. And even though the depression kind of went away over time, the um, insomnia kind of stayed consistent. And so through my consultation with Joette, I started taking CPI 200 and Coffea Cruda 200. And between those two, they've taken care of those hormonal issues and also the insomnia, which is a lifesaver. Mm, I love sepia. <laughs> it, has, too. it has to be every female's one of their favorite remedies because it's just so incredible. I don't think I slept through the night ever since my kids were born until I spoke with Joette and she suggested taking sepia. And then I remember that being the first time I actually slept through the night and, oh, it changed my life. It is life changing when you can sleep. Yeah. About the same time uh, I started consulting with Joette, I started getting some pretty severe acid reflux and such a bad taste in my mouth that I could hardly enjoy eating anymore and um, started losing a good amount of weight. And by taking Lycopodium 200 mixed with Arsenicum album 200, and also not fast 6x before meals, that acid reflux has been managed and I'm back to being able to eat as I would like to eat and not restricted, which is also life altering. So it sounds like you are on the right track and your body's healing and mm-hmm. you're doing well. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, I haven't felt this good in a really long time. No, oh, I know homeopathy is so exciting. <laughs> I love talking <laughs> about it and I love hearing the stories. So tell me about the gateway to homeopathy study groups that you and your friend started together and how that's going, because you have some interesting things to share with us. Yes, we started the gateway to homeopathy one group right around the March timeframe. I gave her a call after I got back from Japan and said, I really think I'd love to create a group where we could start learning together and let's try this gateway to homeopathy one. She's like, great, I've already done it once. Let's co-lead this. So my mom and I joined the group and she brought along another 10 people (laughs) and we've been meeting for the last few months on the weekly. And it has just been so enjoyable to meet with like-minded people and learn together because the experiences that everybody brings to the table just makes it a more holistic picture. Yeah. And then you have those people that you can connect with and share your experiences with and help one another out, right? Absolutely. Okay. Speaking of the March timeframe, <laughs> I know that your family struggled or you specifically um, with an illness. And I think it's interesting to hear how you navigated that. So if you wouldn't mind sharing that experience, I would love to hear it. A couple months ago, uh, we ended up coming down with a virus. Um, the symptoms for me were a loss of taste, headache, sore throat, congestion, a cough, body aches, and fatigue. My children and husband 
had something, it was more congestion, sore throat, and minor fatigue, but they got over it a lot faster. They were done within two to three days, but mine lasted for about 14 days. So I took that opportunity to go ahead and try out some homeopathy. The first week, I mainly took Thuya 30 twice a day for the viral aspect. And I also took Aconitum 200C mixed with Bryonia 30 every four to six hours. It worked, but it wasn't giving me um, the results as the symptoms continued to progress. And so about a week in is when I started developing um, a lot of mucus that would run down my throat. The next day, it wasn't just mucus, it was extreme sinus pressure and bone breaking fatigue. So I broke it down into two at that point. The first was I needed to take care of what felt like a sinus infection. And I had actually taken Sanguinaria 200C uh, mixed with Belladonna 3C uh, in the past that really helped me uh, take care of sinus infections. And so I did that again and I felt a gradual improvement that resolved itself within three days. So the pain reduced, it wasn't gone immediately, but it took about three days to disappear. So did the sanguinaria help with all of the extreme mucus production as well? It did. So it was not only the reduction of the sinus pressure, but it mm-hmm. also cleared up the mucus in my sinuses as well. And then uh, the second part was the bone breaking fatigue. And I can remember very clearly that I got to the point where I was just laying on the couch. I told my husband, I need help with dinner. He's wonderful. He usually does dinner as well, but um, he was in the kitchen and I said, you know, I'm going to go take Gelsenium 200, see what happens. And I took it, I was on the couch and no kidding, within 30 seconds, I felt good enough to get up and start helping with dinner as well, which was absolutely incredible. The fatigue wasn't gone. It was just good enough that I could do what I needed to do. Mm -hmm. So you continued on with the gelsemium then for a while? I did. I did it for several days until I started feeling much better. Okay. There was another aspect that I would love for you to talk about. You said around day 10 that you had some rattling in your chest and the mucus was uh, yellow and clear. And and you did something interesting at that time that I would love to hear about. So while I was fatigued, I took the opportunity to take naps. And while I was taking a nap uh, and getting ready to take a nap, I pulled out the Gateway to Homeopathy 2 book because we were going through session two, which goes through cell salts. And I was reading through the description on Callie Muir um, that it deals with yellow and yellow mucus. And I just decided to give it a shot and um, took Callie Muir 6X about twice a day. And within a day or two, the cough was gone. So that was just incredible and um, really helped out by not having that lingering cough that I was expecting through this process. So the overall virus lasted about 14 days. And would you say that you feel like you navigated it pretty well with homeopathy? Like it wasn't ever super concerning. I mean, obviously you felt sounds like pretty miserable, but you feel like you manage it pretty well with homeopathy. With this virus in particular, I felt that it was really helpful to have some knowledge about homeopathy and have the remedies on hand. And I had to navigate the symptoms as they presented in the virus and adapt as the symptoms changed. And so by the end of the virus, I felt that even though the duration wasn't lessened, the severity of the symptoms were lessened such that I could live my life, be with my family and continue my work. Mm. Did you work during this time too? Not every day, I suppose. 
I worked most every day, except for when the fatigue got really great. I felt like it was time to really take a rest and prioritize sleep. Wow. Wow. That's incredible. Mm -hmm. So tell us about some of the other things that your family has encountered and how you've used homeopathy to handle those situations. Yes. So my son came down with some eczema. And so he had it all over his legs, his stomach, his back, his arms. And I didn't want to use steroid cream. So I was going back through the good gut, bad gut course and found the protocol on eczema. The one that I used was Arsenicum Album 200 mixed with Antimonium Crude 200. And his eczema went away within a couple months. So I took notes and took pictures and saw that there was a progression. So we kept with it. And I'm super glad we did because he's still free of it as of now. Oh, wonderful. Eczema mm -hmm. is so painful for those little ones that have it. So it's great that you were able to do that on your own. Some other big aha moments was when I first started learning about homeopathy, my mom was over and helping me with the kids. And she said that she was having a canker sore. And I was like, okay, let me just explain to you what homeopathy is. And why don't you try some Merxol 200 and see if that helps you out. And so she took it and within one dose, it went away and she was actually flabbergasted. She was like, I can't believe this worked. What is this stuff? So now my mom and I are studying together in the gateway to homeopathy group. And it gives us something really wonderful to talk about on a daily basis as well. Oh, it keeps you connected. Absolutely. One dose. That's pretty fantastic. That's why she got 10 ladies interested in the gateway to homeopathy study group. Um, Tell us about the fire ant story. Yeah. So a couple of weeks ago, we went to a friend's house and there's a lot of fire ants in Texas. And my daughter had run outside with one of their daughters and she ended up standing on a fire ant hill. And I was going out to take a picture, but noticed there was ants on her legs. And I ended up having to go in there and I got a couple bites myself to get her out. They're pretty painful. They're just stings with redness that just burn a bit for a while. And I immediately got the lead in 200, gave that to Anne. She never really complained. The pain went away. And for me, I noticed when I took it, it took about 30 minutes to um, be resolved from that burning sensation. So I take that as a win. That happened to my son too. And I think I used Apis at the time. But yeah, I think, you know, for bites, you think of Lidum or Apis for that a reaction to a bite as well. So good thinking. Um, I know you've talked about UTIs, right? You had yes. a niece with a UTI. What did you use for that? My sister called me and told me that her niece, who is about the same age as my son, was complaining about symptoms that resembled a UTI. So I went onto Joette's blog and I did some research. My mom and I both did. And we decided that Cantharis 30C is probably the best bet. So she ran out to the store and got Cantharis 30C, gave it to my niece. And the next day I got a call saying it worked. It just makes me so happy um, when you hear those stories. Yeah, it does for sure. I want to hear too about your housekeeper. So my housekeeper is wonderful. And um, when we came back from Japan, she started helping us out again. And when I saw her, she had noticed that we had a bunch of remedies around the house and she was interested to know what they were for. So I gave a explanation about homeopathy and she told me that she'd be interested in trying to see if it could help her with shoulder pain. So she was having a hard time sleeping on her shoulder. 
um, at night and she was having a hard time lifting her hands over her head. So I did some research. I looked on the blog about some phytum. I gave her a few remedies to take with her, including Arnica and Hypericum. And I saw her the next time about four weeks later when our schedules lined up and she just was floating around the house. She said, you know, I feel so much better. I've been sleeping on my shoulder. Um, I just feel wonderful. Thank you so much. I know that this works and I want to tell my friends about it. <laughs> That's so fantastic. I love that when someone like your mom or uh, your housekeeper, they have these great successes and then they start sharing it, which is actually what you're doing. You told me recently about how you want to share this with people who have never even heard about homeopathy. So that's pretty exciting, your vision. I really believe in homeopathy and I can't help myself talking about it. Just when given the opportunity, it's just such a great experience to teach people about it if they're willing. And if they are having things that they're dealing with, I usually give them Joette's website and a link to her podcast so that they can go ahead and, and start to look at it if they're interested as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what Joette suggests is um, to send people to the website because then they can do the research and and learn as well. Because I think if we just give things to people and they don't read about it or learn about it, I don't know. I've just found that they're less likely to actually take the homeopathy and use it if they don't know about it. I agree. Let's talk about one more experience with homeopathy, and that is a teacher in Japan with strep throat. What happened there? Yeah, my son's teacher in Japan, uh, she was not feeling well for a couple of weeks. And I asked her, you know, how are you doing? She's like, oh, you know, I have strep throat and I've gone to the doctor and medications are not helping. It's just pretty painful. And so, again, I couldn't help myself talking about homeopathy. So I explained again what it was. And I sent her to Joette's blog about strep throats and I left her with some Hepersolve 200. And a few days later, when I saw her again, she said, it's all better. And I was super grateful because another one for homeopathy. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Like you have a little bulletin board and you're like putting these hash marks on there. <laughs> win, win, win. Win, win for homeopathy. <laughs> um. So one other thing I, I want to talk about, it's kind of personal and hopefully you don't mind sharing with us, but I think it would be really helpful to those women who are listening, um, who are younger <laughs> and still having babies. Um, you had a miscarriage and, and you have some great things to share about how that unfolded. And I'm so sorry for your loss and it's a difficult thing to go through, but I think it would be helpful if you wouldn't mind talking about it. Yeah, sure. It is not the most pleasant thing to talk about, but it happens and I'm happy to share. I had a miscarriage a few months ago and it was my first miscarriage. So I had no idea what to expect. Um, when one day after I started bleeding um, for about 24 hours of bleeding and um, the doctor confirmed that uh, the miscarriage did happen and she gave me three options. She said, uh, I can give you a pill to induce the clearing, which was not an option for me. And so that was off the table. The second option was I can perform surgery. The third option was to let nature take its course at home. And this is what my gut instinct was, is that because I had hormonal issues postpartum prior, I wanted to do what my body um, needed to do naturally, if possible. And so the good news is I brought Ignatia 200 uh, right away. 
And then as I got home, I started to do a lot of research um, and looking up the options on what the surgery was. And I started to look into homeopathy about if there was anything that could help me. And so I found some information on the Facebook group, the Students of Joette. I found a protocol and I confirmed it by another Banerjee book that I have. I also wrote Joette an email because I do consult with her. And even before she got back to me, I ran out to the store and I grabbed a Pulsatilla 30 and took that every six hours. And no kidding, within three doses of Pulsatilla, the clearing commenced and um, the pain was fully managed by Arnica. And that was my experience is that it wasn't the most pleasant, but I was able to do it at home um, and naturally how I had wanted to. But I want to be really clear that without my doctor's support, I'm not sure I would have been able to do that on my own. She gave me her phone number and we talked that night after the doctor's appointment that I wanted to try this naturally. And we discussed the potential risk, which is hemorrhaging. And I said, you know, I understand that and I'd like to continue to try this. And she agreed. And um, I was to inform her when the clearing started, which I did uh, send her a message so that if I did need to go to the hospital, that she could call it in and she could meet me there. And so we really worked as a team. And I felt that that teamwork made it a better experience for me. What kind of doctor did you have? Was it a midwife or? Yes, my doctor is an OBGYN and I've been seeing her for over a decade and she also delivered both my children. So we have a history there, but she's just the best. I have not found somebody that I work so well with as, as her. It's wonderful when you find a doctor that is willing to let you try natural methods and still work with you, knowing that sometimes you do need a, a physician, a doctor to handle things. And we have a doctor like that and she's incredible. So, so thankful for, <laughs> for those doctors yes. for sure. Um, well, I'm, I'm sorry that you went through that, but thank you for sharing your um, experience and, and what worked for you. And I think that was important what you said about having that team alongside of you as you handle this, that you can call someone right away if you get into trouble or, or need help. So thank you. So something I don't normally ask on these podcasts, but I think is kind of interesting is tell us about the mistakes that you made or something that you learned along the way, an experience that didn't go so well that it taught you something about homeopathy. Yes. So usually my mistakes are not having the remedies when I need them. Um, (laughs) So recently, uh, actually last weekend, we went to the beach and I had recently listened to the Facebook live with Joette about jellyfish stings with urtica urns as being that great remedy to help with them. And kid you not, I left the house and I was about 10 minutes down the road and I said, oh, I forgot my urtica and I didn't turn back. But I should have because half the group that went into the water got stung and it would have been really helpful to have that with me. Did you use something else instead of Urtica? No, no. (laughs) I just, I was like, it's not bad enough, uh, but it would have been great to try to help with the sting. Oh, yeah. I think that's a really good point. Not having the remedies for sure. And even now when I uh, travel and when I was in Japan in particular, when I traveled with my family, I always struggled with what remedies to bring because I never knew what would come up on our vacations. We ended up doing a lot of different things outdoors. 
And so I ended up just honestly packing all my kits eventually and just taking up the space in the suitcase. But um, I still need to work on trying to manage the ones that I need to bring with me. Yeah, you're like me. I bring a ton of remedies because you don't know what you're going to encounter, especially when you're traveling, you know, overseas. That's difficult. Mm -hmm. All right, let's end the podcast with some advice that you have. You have some things that you would like to share about homeopathy. And so we would love to hear those. Yeah, so I'm going to give a a recent piece of advice because this happened this week. And it's something that I have a really hard time doing that I know is easier to say than to do. And that is to give the remedies a chance to act. This week, my husband woke up with a sore throat and it was really painful. And so I went um, and grabbed a Banerjee protocol from the Gateway 2 course, Lesson 3, which was Keeper Self 200 um, with Sanguinaria 200, which is a Banerjee protocol that I learned from the Gateway 2 course. And he had drainages and that's why I chose it. And so he did not see any changes. And I was like, okay, you need to wait four doses. So we waited four doses, which was almost a full day to change up the remedy. And then I gave him the next remedy on the list, which was Merck Soul 200 with Belladonna 3C. And it started acting after the second dose that evening. And um, it is difficult to wait when you want to see results and your family member is, is hurting, but it is really good to know what works and what does not. So I was glad I was able to do it, but it took a lot of willpower to make that happen. <laughs> I agree. It's hard, hard to wait. So my advice is to stick with the remedies for the four doses that are recommended and to give them the chance to act and take notes so that you can figure out what works and make sure that you get your family on the right track. Erica, it has been a pleasure to talk to you and I really appreciate you opening up and sharing your experiences. And I look forward to seeing what you do in the future and maybe a second podcast interview. Would love to. This has been such a great experience. Thank you, Erica. As I hope you know by now, on my blog, podcasts, and Facebook Live, I offer as many protocols for simple conditions as I can for free without affiliates or advertising. But let me be clear when it comes to more complex conditions, it's key that you learn how to use these medicines properly. I want you to be well trained. So I save discussions of the more involved methods for my courses in which I walk students through each method with step-by-step training. In these podcasts, I focus on those students of mine who have already tunneled in and learned how to take care of themselves, family and friends and pets, and even livestock using homeopathic medicine. Many of these students began their education by participating in one of my gateway to homeopathy study groups. And now, after taking one or more of my courses, they're well-trained to use my specific brand of homeopathy. I hope listening to this podcast has inspired you to follow in their footsteps. With the proper training, you too can nurture and protect the health of your family and loved ones with practical homeopathy. You just listened to a podcast from practicalhomeopathy.com, where nationally certified homeopath, public speaker, and author Joette Calabrese shares her passion for helping families stay strong through homeopathy. Joette's podcasts are available on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Google Play, Blueberry, Pandora, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Thank you for listening to this podcast with Joette Calabrese. 
To learn more and find out if homeopathy is a good fit for your health strategy, visit practicalhomeopathy.com. 